Today on The Open Word with Pastor David Landry. so focused on what other people are doing, what other ministries are happening, who's getting recognition. Well, I'm not, I'm not doing that, so I must not be anything. That's what he's saying here. We can get so out of focus on that. We get out of focus on who has what might be called the out front gifts that we begin to question our own importance. We began to question our own place within the great body of Christ and within the kingdom of God. The trap of comparison drives people to despair. Haven't you ever wished that you were better at something else? Or have you desired to possess the same talent as another person? Listen closely as Pastor David today encourages us to value and be content with the way God has created us. Each believer is important to the whole body of Christ. As Paul says, instead of comparison, let us rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Now here's Pastor David with part two of today's message entitled, Body Works. within the body of Christ. There's similarities, yet there's differences. The similarities even of a hand to a foot. You know, have you, I know this is kind of goofy, but I'll, I'll kind of give you my, my, my secrets here. You ever pick up stuff with your feet, you know, just kind of crinkle your toes? Come on, guys, I know you do that. You know, you're supposed to pick up your uh, dirty socks, you just go up there and grab them. And you do that? I'm, am I the only one? No. Okay, okay. So there are similarities, okay? but are totally different, totally different. And the difference is greater than hand-to-hand, isn't it? We could go on and on through the physical body, see the differences. But what I want you to know is that we are joined together. Even in this congregation, we are joined together as his church, as the body of Christ. And again, now I want you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 as we get into the study this evening. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You were probably wondering how in the world is all of this going to tie in to where this guy is. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we are down in verse 12. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. Remember, we've been speaking about the variety of the gifts within the body, and we've gone through uh, several of those over the last couple of weeks. Well, now as we proceed on, beginning in verse 12, Paul writes, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, there's still one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greek, 
rather slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. Now, first of all, you need to understand that just because Paul says uh, this idea of, of Jews and Greeks here, you need to realize he's it's not that he's leaving out the Irish and the Italians, okay? Uh, they're all included. It's when, when Paul uses that phrase, Jews and Greeks, it's the mindset of that time that would have been inclusive of all people groups. In other words, the Jews and everybody else. To, to the Jew, that's the way the world was broken up. The Jews and everybody else. So that's what Paul is saying. He says that, again, rather Jews or everybody else, slaves are free, we've all been made to drink into one spirit. The body of Christ, gang, according to God's word, the body of Christ is made up of all peoples of every tribe, tongue, and nation. There's not a people group that is left out of being a part of the body of Christ. Look at what John writes in the book of Revelation in chapter 5. He's, he's there and he sees him and he sees the, uh, the 4 and 20 elders and, and others that are there singing. And in verse 9 of chapter 5, he says that they are singing or saying, you are worthy to take the scroll to open its seals for you were slain, speaking to Christ, the lamb there in Revelation, you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe, tongue, and people, and nation. There's not a people group. There's not a tribe. There's not a tongue. There's not a nation, but that God's Spirit has touched and drawn people into his kingdom, into that great body. And again, I love that because, again, the diversity of the group of people that make up what the church is. And within that diversity, God has this amazing, mysterious, and complex plan for his kingdom and for each part of the body that uh, within that plan. Each part of the body has a purpose. Just as we looked earlier on when we started this, all of these different systems, all of the different individual parts of those systems, the reality that I didn't even begin to touch on all of what we are made up of, each one has a purpose. Each one has a reason for being there. And just as you have a reason for being within the body of Christ, God does not save any of us just because. Just because. He calls us into his kingdom for purpose. For a purpose and a plan. Again, it's the diversity I believe, that makes for the strength within the body of Christ. Look now down at verse 15, still back in 1 Corinthians 12, down in verse 15. He says, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body. Is it therefore part of the body? Well, of course it is. But if the ear should say, well, since I'm not an eye, then I'm not really part of the body. Well, is it therefore not a part of the body? Well, of course it is. What happens if the body were this gigantic eye? That's what he says here. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? And if the whole were hearing, then where would the smelling be? We would be one odd-looking body, wouldn't we? 
I've, I've seen cartoons, you know, picture of a runny, runny nose, and, you know, it's a big nose with little feet running along. Uh, you know, goofy stuff like, no. We are not called to be deformed. We're not called to be just completely out of figurement. We're called to be complete and whole, every part necessary for the ongoing work of God's kingdom within us. We can get so focused on what other people are doing, what other ministries are happening. Who's getting recognition? Well, I'm not, I'm not doing that, so I must not be anything. That's what he's saying here. We can get so out of focus on that. We get out of focus on who has what might be called the out front gifts that we begin to question our own importance. We begin to question our own place within the great body of Christ and within the kingdom of God. And if, as we've looked at over the last few weeks, if the Holy Spirit, or it is the Holy Spirit, that distributes to each one individually as he wills, the various gifts and the ministries. And if we understand that, then we need to get our eyes off of other people's gifts and ministries and start looking and saying, Lord, what do you have in store for me personally? There should not be jealousies or envies of ministry, and we'll look at that in a moment, but there should be a great understanding. So what? They're doing this and they're doing that. Lord, you called me to your kingdom for something. Help me to know what it is. I'm praying, Lord, that you would show me what your desire is for me personally. Now, it may be something that you and I would think is very small, very insignificant, because it's not up front. It's not, man, uh, you know, uh, my name isn't getting in the bulletin very often. I, I need to get me another ministry or something going on. No, perhaps it's something that's so far in the background that only God sees it. And you know what? That's some of the most powerful ministries that go on in the church. And we'll talk about that in a little bit too. It says verse 18, but now God has set the members. Each one of them in the body, how? Just as he pleased. And if they were, not, if they were all one member, then where would be the body? But now indeed there are many members and yet one body. And the eye can't say to the hand that I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, hey, I have no need of you. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. Hey, my, my head's looking at my hand and says, man, what do you guys do? You know, I'm the one that's doing all the thinking here. I'm the one that's got the brains. I've got the, you know, I've got the, I can feed. What are you guys doing? All of a sudden you realize, well, who's going to get that stuff out of the cabinet for me to eat? You know, I don't need my feet. You're not, well, who's going to get me where I need to go? We all working together. So not only should we not be jealous of one another's ministry, but neither should I look down on anyone else's gift or ministry because they're different. Oh, (laughs) you're the janitor, huh? Well, I'm an usher. See my badge? Oh, well, you're an usher? Well, I'm a Sunday school teacher. Let me show you. I got a classroom with kids that I teach. 
Oh, you're a Sunday school teacher. Well, you know what? I'm an elder. I got my name in the books of the records of the church or the pastor or whatever. Then somebody else comes along and says, oh, you're the elder, the pastor, huh? Well, I'm the janitor. I clean up the mess for all. You know, so it just kind of goes in a big circle because they're all necessary. They're all needed within the body. On and on it goes. One-upsmanships is ugly. One-upsmanships within the church body, it's not only a sin, it's divisive. It brings, again, uh, division. It brings jealousy. It brings bitterness. It brings envy all to the very core of the body of Christ. It is a sickness that gets into the body that brings destruction to the body if it's unchecked, if it's not dealt with, if it's not removed. Some of you here within this fellowship have had diseases like a cancer or perhaps cancers that they had to go in and operate on and remove that cancer. They couldn't just say, well, gee, if we were just nice to the cancer, maybe the cancer will be nice back. No, they had to go in and remove it. And then even after that, they had to go and do medical treatment, whether it be uh, chemotherapy or radiation or other things, to make sure that all of it's gone. Why? Because that cancer would bring destruction and death. And in the same way within the body, jealousies, bitterness, envies, all of these things bring death within the body. And that's why Paul is so adamant in this section. Hey, it doesn't matter what their gift is. It doesn't matter what their gift is. You need to be seeking the Lord. What is my gift? What am I supposed to be doing? I don't need to be jealous. I don't need to be uppity. I just need to be faithful to what God is calling me to be. Do you want to be the one who either allows or draws in or brings into the body of Christ devastating or destructive pathogens, these cancers that grow and take life from the rest of the body? I don't think any of you do. I don't think any of us would purposefully want that. But yet when those kinds of attitudes come in, that definitely comes into the body. If you truly believe that God equips and that he gifts, he gifts us for his glory and for his purposes, then you need to understand that the gift given to you is just that. It's given to you by him for his glory and for his purposes. Don't despise the gift of God in your life and don't despise it in another's life either. We need to, again, understand, no, we're all part of it. <laughs> yeah, but you're a, you're, you're a foot. I don't need you. Really? Really? You're the, you know, the left hand. You know, who in the world uses the left hand? Well, be surprised, even if it's not the primary. We need each other. We need the body. Look down in verse 22. Paul says, oh, no, no. He's, when he's... When he, when he asks them the question uh, about these, the members of the body that, that are weaker, that are necessary, he asks that question in verse 22. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. But our presentable parts have no need, no need for that kind of a modesty. But God composed the body, having given greater honor 
to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism or division in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Look at this section and think, wow, that's kind of a weird, how do you, how do you put that all together? What exactly is he saying there? Probably Alan Johnson in his commentary on 1 Corinthians speaks it so clearly and so plainly. I just want to quote him here. He says that the weaker there in that verse, he says, you could read the less endowed with power and status, the less honorable could be read the less presentable, and the unpresentable you could read as unpresentable private parts, okay? Those private parts and in our bodies are indispensable. They're worthy of special honor, treated with special modesty by covering. That's the idea. So if you pull that all together, let me read this to you one more time. Beginning of verse 22, listen to what he says here. Paul saying, no, much rather those members of the body which seem to be less endowed with power or status are still necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less presentable, on these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable private parts are indispensable. They're worthy of special honor and they're treated with special modesty. But our presentable parts have no need. So does that make sense to you what he's saying there? Let me go on with what he says about this verse. He says these verses can be obscure unless we realize that Paul is referring to the bodily parts that have to do with procreation. In other words, male and female reproductive organs, as well as nurturing. He says that these parts, though they're treated with modesty and they're covered, are in reality, they're indispensable while the more dispensable parts of the body, such as the limbs and the hands, we often display openly, okay? Our reproductive organs, I mean, they're, they're necessary for the entire race, for procreation, for the continuation of, of humanity. And we treat them, again, with great modesty and great covering. The other things that we think are so important, you know, our arms, our feet, hey, they're out there, bare arms, bare hands, no problem. We've got that covered. So that's what Paul is saying. Something that seems to be less necessary really are more necessary. They're treated with great modesty. And the other things, again, we, we, they're right out there for the world to see. That major de- declaration that Paul is making here in all of this, he's saying that each part is important to the whole, and none are less important. None are less important. And there should be no division within the body of Christ. All of the members should care and feel the responsibility for one another. Here in verse 26, he says, and if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, guess what? All the members rejoice with it. I think we've got a ways to go in that. As I've shared with you before, you know, the, when the word says that we're to weep with those who weep, we rejoice with those who rejoice. I, I've shared with you my own personal struggle. It's easy for me to weep with somebody that's weeping. Man, I, I feel so bad for you. Man, my, my heart breaks for you. I, I, I weep with you. But you know what? If you come in and you're rejoicing, 
Well, sometimes I can rejoice with you, but there's other times my flesh is saying, golly, how come it's going so good for him and it's not going that good for me? So, you know, again, I got to get out of myself. I'm just being honest, okay? I just got to get out of myself and rejoice when you're honored, even when I'm not. I've got to rejoice in your victory, even though I may be struggling over here. So we suffer with one another, When battles are going, man, we come along, we try to walk the journey with each other, we try to be an encouragement for each other. We understand what's going on, at least to that point that we're willing to listen, we're willing to be there. Why? Because we're all part of the same body. And as I shared earlier, I slam my finger with the hammer, I'm going to hurt. My whole body's going to hurt, okay? Again, Paul's no doubt that there's going to be diversity within the body of Christ. He's made that adamantly clear within this passage over and over and over again. Warren Wearsby states, he said, diversity leads to disunity when the members compete with each other. But diversity leads to unity when the members care for each other. When we come in and we have a caring spirit for each other, regardless of what the giftings are, the callings or the personality of each other. We care for each other. Why? Because we're brothers and sisters in Christ. The same blood of Christ that bought me and covered my sin, bought you and covered your sin. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. And when I come through that door and when I truly have that care for one another, guess what? It's not going to bring division. It's going to bring unity. It's going to bring encouragement It's going to be strengthening even to the weakest part of the body. Why? Because we care for each other enough to go out of our comfort zones to encourage, to lift up, and to walk that journey with each other. Our call is not to do away with diversity, gang. Please understand that. Our call is not to do away with diversity, but our call is to work within the reality of diversity to accomplish God's purposes and his glory. Work within the reality of our diversity to accomplish God's purposes and his glory. We're different folks. We've got different backgrounds. We've got different lifestyles. We have differing incomes. We have differing educations. We have differing music styles. We have differing uh, clothing styles. We have, you know, we are all so different. Some of our, our families are single individuals. Some of our families are blended. Some of our families are multiple children. Some of them are no children at all. The, the, the diversity within us. We come from a background of no church, no understanding of biblical depth at all. And then we come to Christ and we've been growing here or we've come from, man, uh, for generations, our family has been involved in, in church and in ministry uh, and growing in the things of the Lord, to we've come from backgrounds of one denomination to another denomination to non-denominational, to charismatic, to reformed. We come from a tremendous amount of backgrounds, and God has, for some reason, drawn us all here in this place. Why? For His glory and for His purposes. Open 
The book of 1 Corinthians is probably best known for its passage on love in chapter 13. You've probably heard these verses spoken at weddings, but these words on the character of love can also be applied to our relationship with God. God loved us so much that He gave His Son to stand in our place of judgment. Jesus came to this earth to live a perfect life and then took every sin of every human being upon Himself, dying so that we didn't have to. That incredible love is available to you right now. If you want to know more about Jesus and the life of forgiveness and love He has waiting for you, please call us at 520-836-9676. You can also send us an email by visiting our website at theopenword.com. As a next step, we encourage you to find a solid Bible-based church to help you grow in your walk with God. With a special invitation regarding that, here's Pastor David. Hey, I hope that today's message has encouraged you in your faith and given you a hunger to learn more about God. If you're in the Casa Grande area and are looking for a church to attend, I'd be honored to have you join us here at Calvary Chapel of Casa Grande. You can find directions and service times by visiting theopenword.com and following the links to our church homepage. We welcome you to be a part of our time of worshiping our Creator and studying the words of the Bible verse by verse, growing closer to Him each week. Thanks, Pastor David. We are so glad you joined us today here on The Open Word. Pastor David will return to share more from the book of 1 Corinthians right here on The Open Word.